today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. This is the perfect day. And I, just close your eyes now and envision sitting in an outdoor patio in the brilliant sunshine, a nice cold beverage in your hand, talking with your buddies about whatever you feel like talking about. Uh, it's not a reality yet, mind you. To their credit, Hamilton City Council is, is making moves in that direction when we finally uh, get the go-ahead for some of these things. But uh, I guess to add credence to that, uh, I got a message the other day from uh, Ted Moros, who was the uh, president of the beer store, the, the company that sells beer. That's, it's, it's a private entity. People a lot of times seem to think that the beer store is run by the government. It's not. Uh, it's, it's a private entity. But anyway, uh, in Ted's note, he says, look, at, uh, our restaurant and bar parties have really been hurting, so we think bigger patios are better for the spring. Uh, larger outdoor patios with extended hours are a great way for the people that have been hurting, that meaning the restaurateurs and the bar owners, uh, to actually do better and to try to get back on their feet from a financial standpoint. It wouldn't be a bad idea for the customers either, I would think. Joining us to talk about this is Jason Farr. Jason, of course, is the counselor for Ward 2 in downtown Hamilton. Counselor Farr, how are you holding up through all this? Pretty good. I like the way that beer store thinks, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, you brought this to council a little while ago, and I, it, I generally got uh, uh, some support from from everybody. Uh, this was a, a novel idea that started a couple of years ago with these pop-up patios that you were doing. Uh, but as somebody mentioned, these are drastic times, and drastic times call for drastic measures. What, what's the city's plan, and what do you plan on? What do you envision seeing when you finally get around to implementing something like this? Well, the ability of uh, a restaurant or a culinary district that features several restaurants, bars, uh, pubs, uh, to work collectively uh, and throughout the city to expand their footprint ultimately to our, you know, public uh, right-of-ways, our uh, portions of our roads, our sidewalks, uh, because we anticipate, and I think a lot of people agree, that whatever phase the province decides to say, yes, you can go back to restaurants, uh, with that condition, as long as uh, there is no vaccine and we're still in sort of a pandemic, there's going to be uh, health and safety standards and physical distancing will be a big part of that. And obviously not all the footprints of our restaurants in town um, are going to be hugely successful if 50 or 60 percent of their capacity can't be uh, omitted because of the physical distancing, uh, appropriate physical uh, distancing safety measure. Well, and I'm, you know, as, as we're talking about this, and I remember having this discussion with you when you were trying to present this to council a little while ago, uh, and I'm, I, don't, I don't want to be exclusive here and simply say, well, what about this block? But I look at some of the great uh, facilities down on King William Street, and, and Hess Village for that matter, too. Your, your point is bang on. Uh, the, the, the capacity in the best of times uh, is somewhat limited but simply because of the size of them. I think that's part of their charm. Uh, mm-hmm. But with social distancing that's going to be in place right now, uh, maybe half, if not less than that, are going to be allowed to be in there. Being outdoors, it seems to be the logical solution to that. Yeah, the timing worked very well. I mean, we're into some really gorgeous weather in the last few days, and we will have uh, patio-type weather for the next number of months. And so if we can create a larger footprint to help with the you know, the numbers, frankly, in the very hard-hit restaurant industry in both this city and, and, and anywhere in the world, I'm sure, then that's what we wanted to do with this motion. And the other part of it, Bill, was let's move something now. Let's get some staff, and there's two staff full-time dedicated to this, and work with those establishments, whether they're working as a collective on a block, like you mentioned, King William or George Street and Hess Village or, or Little Augusta, or whether they're sure. independent on the West Mountain or Ancaster or somewhere else. 
adjacent to some surface parking lot that's privately owned. Let's work with them now so when the announcement comes with those appropriate safety, physical distancing rules and other health and safety measures, we can hit the ground running and get them operating with that expanded city-approved footprint uh, you know, as soon as possible. Well, I, I don't want to drag you too much into the weeds of, uh, of things like, you know, <laughs> uh, trying to get special permissions and variances and, and all that sort of stuff. But it's a time-consuming process. Let's just put it that way, uh, at the best of times. Uh, but if you can give these owners a heads-up right now that, look, at when we get the go-ahead, you can do this. So start planning for it now. It's going to give them a head start. Yeah, big time. And, and you're right. And I'm glad you mentioned it because it, it was referenced in the motion. We are literally saying in the motion it's well written <laughs> uh, but it, it's not disguised it's basically we know it can be a lot of red tape and a lot of bureaucracy when you're looking to even put a curbside patio or or work with the city on um something that's unique maybe to your uh, um your encroachment issue essentially using city property uh for your business but we've literally written in the motion we're going to make this as seamless and as comfortable a process and as simplified a process as uh, possible and so that's why two staff are devoted to it one from parking uh one from our bia office culture tourism uh, two very qualified individuals and they're already taking calls and they're already working through eventualities we know that bill obviously every case uh, every application isn't the same. And so, um, you know, great that we have a month or two or whenever the announcement comes to, to help people prepare for those eventualities. But we've noted it and council supported making this process as seamless and as easy as possible. And who knows, maybe we can incorporate that in future years when we don't have to be so concerned about a, a pandemic because it sometimes i agree it, it scares people off it becomes onerous time is money it's an expense and 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 uh a lot of effort uh has to go into sometimes some tricky uh you know utilizations from from private individuals or private businesses on city land that's not the case here and that's what uh council was supportive supportive of uh, as as part of this motion well i've talked to a number of people over the last couple of weeks uh, that have expressed some concerns and and they love the restaurants i mean we, it's it's one of the great success stories in this city uh you know with some of the great restaurants that have come up here and they they're, they're gaining fabulous reputations not just locally but internationally in some situations uh, and they want to go back, but they're a little nervous. Let's face it. They're saying, you know, I, do I really want to be six feet away from somebody who I may or may not be a, a carrier, asymptomatic? All? I'm not so sure I want to do that. But outdoors, it's, it's, it's not a perfect situation, but it's a much better situation. And if, if you adopt what, uh, what, uh, Mr. Moros is talking about here from the beer store about having larger patios than usual, uh, that increases that distance and I think increases people's comfort level. Oh, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, I, I truly feel and I think, you know, You've been uh, part of the culinary scene along with Rebecca and others. And, and there's, you know, you mentioned King William and how popular that's been. And there are little patios along the that yeah. stretch on the sidewalk. But imagine closing down King William, utilizing the entire road, seeing small businesses work together or BIAs working with small businesses to achieve what we're trying to accomplish here in expanding footprints to allow more customers ultimately and to obviously allow for a faster economic rebound for a decimated restaurant industry. So there's there's lots of great that can come with it, but ultimately there's this prevailing theme that people want to feel safe, but they, we're also social creatures, Bill, and we want to get out 
and especially when the nice weather hits and we want to enjoy you know, some time with friends and family. I don't know all the rules that are going to be put in place or conditions, I guess, when, not if, the province announces that restaurants can reopen again. But, uh, you know, we can predict that physical distancing will be part of it. And the best way to uh, solve that problem is to say, hey, there is lots of options. There's lots of opportunities. If we all work together, there's space that you can utilize that's that's normally used for something else, parking. Uh, a road, a sidewalk, and and you know if we work hard, we can we can make this successful. I'm pretty sure we'll have three uh, well-known, already culinary districts in our core. In fact, I can tell you two of three for sure. I know I've applied probably all three, and those are the three we've mentioned: Hess Village, Little Augusta, and King William. So it's exciting also to see smaller mom and pop shops, one-offs talking about this and interested in pursuing it. So I would suggest that you contact Julia Davis, julia.davis at hamilton.ca, or just call 905-546-CITY. If you are a restaurant owner, ask to speak with Julia Davis, and and she'll walk you through what you need to do to uh, make it so, expand your footprint, whether it's on city property or maybe you're uh, at Boomers on the West Mountain. And you have a private owner of a strip mall there with M&M meats and a gas bar and everything else. But you have a restaurant with already a patio occupying a few parking spots. Maybe you want to occupy a few more. No onerous building permits as long as you're not drilling anything into the ground. All temporary stuff and uh, very doable if you have a landlord that wants to work with you. So it's, it's I think, very prudent. I didn't uh, factor in in the motion um, by the way, unanimously approved, uh, expanded hours, Bill. So maybe that's a conversation for uh, the immediate future. Uh, and as you shared from uh, the idea that the uh, the beer store has. Uh, well, it's it's not it's not without precedent because, you know, no. we've had special events, uh, World Cup, for instance, uh, you know, a few years ago. And uh, you allowed a number of the restaurants, especially downtown, to put up uh, beer tents, you know, for uh, large screen TVs, etc. Uh, there was a discussion then about extended hours simply uh, because of, of the magnitude of the crowds that were going. I hope that's going to be a problem. There's going to be huge crowds uh, when this gets instituted as well. But not a bad idea to, to simply say, you know, look, instead of the usual closing time, maybe we, we give you know everybody a, a little bit of extra time, maybe an extra hour. I don't know exactly what it would be. That's something that would have to be determined. But it, it, it's this is all towards the, the ultimate goal of trying to get this industry back on its feet. And I think we need to remind people, and I know you talked about this when you were talking about your motion at council a while ago, Jay. Uh, this is not permanent. This is this is a an exceptional situation for exceptional times. Uh, and if it's different next summer, well, it's probably going to go back to whatever the normal was, although there may be some changes, and we might say, hey, that worked pretty well. Maybe we can do this. Right. But, but this is this is really a one-off to try to get us back on our feet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there probably will be at least more too that I can speak for um, opportunities to make this experiment permanent, at least seasonal. I know, like King William Bill, I think we may have talked about it. We were already working on a, an approved yeah. public art piece at James to work as a obviously public art, but also a wigwag to close down that street with a public art piece. Um, for weekends or special events. So, so we were already kind of heading in that direction for certain windows of time, obviously at certain seasons. Hess Village was pedestrianized along George Street from Hess to Queen uh, just last year, as you know. And so there's all sorts of 
space there where already it has been pedestrianized and probably other uh, parts. And then, of course, King William. I think uh, if there's one theme over the last decade with me as counselor, a lot of folks who patronize, sorry, a little Augusta, uh, feel that that stretch of street is long overdue for a promenade, a public uh, piazza or promenade, pedestrian-only uh, type uh, feel. And certainly I'm hearing now from, I think, two or maybe three uh, pub owners in that uh, block from James to um, uh, Houston about their interest. So I'm really happy to, to hear that because we've been wanting to see it uh, for some time. So it's, 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 it's exciting. And the best part, quite obviously, and you've hit it a few times, is we, we want to see a, as many in our restaurant industry recover and recover quickly and don't forget you're also not just helping bring a whole lot of people back to work and getting our economy going into terms of tourism dollars but you're also uh restaurant dollars and tourism dollars but you're also you know the 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 foods that they order a lot of them are locally grown locally based foods so you're you're bringing that industry back when you bring the there's a lot of subsidiary action happening surrounding restaurants and and suppliers and those sorts of things so it's not just about you know, helping that one restaurant that you love or those two restaurants that you love, but you're, you're helping all those subsidiary industries attached to what is, a, you know, a culinary mecca now in the city of Hamilton, a burgeoning foodie scene that people are celebrating all across Canada. So whatever we can do, obviously that, that question's been answered and the city's going to do that. Well, absolutely, and, and that's a legitimate point that you brought up, guys. Uh, a lot of these fabulous restaurants, uh, and well, including the you know the Kershaw Boys and a bunch of other folks that have started uh, restaurants in the last little while, have adopted Earth to Table uh, when it comes to the menu. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's you're supporting not just that establishment, but you're supporting local farmers uh, and others that are, are contributing to that too. So, it, it's going to be a win-win situation. Are you getting any pushback at all? Yeah, everything like that. Yeah, and any pushback at all about about street closings? Because I I I I love the idea, and you and I talked about that two or three years ago. I mean, King William from John to, to James, I think, makes an ideal sense. Uh, same thing with, with uh, you know, Little Augusta. <laughs> they may as well close it down because there's a, so much pedestrian traffic back and forth between the establishments across the road. Uh, it would make all kinds of sense to put that in there, too. It just It seems to be a logical extension of what's already happening. Yeah, there's been a couple of emails. Uh, there was one uh, worried about accessibility. Very good questions. And in certain areas, obviously, when, when you're talking about an entire block and possibly even a road or two, then maybe not an t- arterial road, but a, but a Augusta Street from James to, to, to Houston or a, a, a King William Street, those things will be reviewed through a, a special event advisory team team type process. And, of course, accessibility is one of the things that we'll look at. Deliveries and those sorts of things as well are, are, you know, if you're all working together on this in your application for the expanded footprint, it's not just one restaurant in a district where there's three, four, five, six restaurants on a block or two. It's all of them working together. Those tables are for everyone. And so you'll work out things like deliveries and you'll work out things like uh, accessibility uh, when you make that application anyway. You, you might have barriers can't be fixed infrastructure anyway so you might set some times for deliveries that are not consistent with your usual times but but that help accommodate each and every partner in the culinary district that's exploring this so you know there there have been a few but overwhelmingly i would say bill there's been support from the constituency in ward two and i can see across the city so it's it's great and and the motion was modified we had a wonderful discussion counselors asked 
and received the ability to amend the motion so that they can be notified and part of the discussion. And I think that's fine and fair. That's exactly what happens through a seat process. But uh, we gave that a little bit of extra coverage. And uh, those are the kinds of things that, you know, we had, you know, cross those bridges during the uh, council debate some weeks ago. And we're at a point now where we're just waiting for those restaurants, and some have already done it, to contact the city. Well, and as you mentioned, there's, there is, notwithstanding the fact that you're trying to make this as easy as possible, uh, there is a protocol. I mean, traffic's going to have to be identified by this, uh, public works, mm-hmm. certainly public health, uh, for, to a certain extent, yep. too, when it comes to, you know, the number of people that are going to be allowed in and everything. But I mean, I'm, I'm sh- pretty sure that the, those are standards that are going to be pretty easily, uh, attainable and, and you can get an idea as to what you're going. It sounds as if you're getting a buy into this and, and it's, you know, we're just waiting for the green light here for some of these people to go into this. It's, uh, got the potential to be a, a, a pretty exciting summer and, and, and i'm not so sure too many people were even cognizant that that was even a possibility three four months ago you know it's funny it was about a week into the pandemic or the uh, declaration of the emergency that the conversation of this expanded footprint started um and nobody uh, you're right nobody was thinking about how we bounce back how we reopen the economy at that point as you recall bill we were still trying to figure out what effects day-to-day it was having on all of our lives. But Jason Cassis and I, I made a cold call just to see how his businesses were going to fare, how they were faring in just the past week, and uh, how the takeout options were working for some of his uh, businesses, the French being one, Aberdeen Tavern the other, as I recall. And then it sort of morphed that conversation a week into the pandemic into, here's some of the things we ought to be thinking about now. Sooner or later, there's going to be, and I believe we even used the term, phased-in approach to reopening the economy. And as it relates to the restaurant industry, clearly there's going to be some safety protocols that are going to be put in place. And so that's all we're we're at that stage now where we're just waiting for that announcement and health and safety will be paramount uh, as we approach these expanded footprints on, on city properties or private property uh, for restaurants across the city or culinary districts. Looking forward to it. Uh, Jason was on the program just last week, as a matter of fact, and he sounds uh, pretty excited to get rolling again, too, as I'm sure He's the others are. Mark guy, isn't he? He sure is. Jay, let's stay in touch with this. Uh, continue good sure. luck, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Bill. Part 2 Councilor Jason Farr. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.